Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. I'd like to welcome Desiree Martinez to the Tube Labs podcast. Welcome, Desiree. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here. We, we talked just briefly before the show of, a, I think, a great topic. A great topic that I don't think we've really dug into very much, and, and YouTube plays a big part in in the process of repurposing video, especially. And I, I really just want to dig into that topic. How can we use YouTube? But obviously, other platforms. You you have a wealth of knowledge of other types of marketing. You're not just a YouTube person. So digging into those areas would be nice. But obviously, those listening want to grow the YouTube channel. So maybe thinking about how we could use that repurposing my mindset to uh to help our channel grow oh man i i love the hell out of me some repurposing like i am the <laughs> biggest biggest giganticest fan of working smart not hard right. and i think it's so easy when you are creating content like no matter what you do like whatever your business is like if you're a pro podcaster or youtuber all the way down to like i'm a plumber who is using this to get leads to my local business you need to be working smart, not hard, because we get so trapped in this cycle of like thinking we have to be always creating stuff, especially when it comes to like YouTube and YouTube education and stuff. We're on this constant track of you got to be producing at least one video every single week because that's what the algorithm wants. And it gets hard and it gets frustrating. And you're just like, can we please just like find an easier way to do this? And I think that that trap of it gets really frustrating so when you can repurpose your content it just makes things so much easier and cuts down on so much of the fat that we have when it comes to our other content marketing streams very good i mean what how, how would you use repurposing related to youtube specifically i mean do you do you start with one of the channels and and move it around like do you start with youtube or do you start with instagram or facebook and then build from there what, what's your plan so the first thing that we all do as YouTube Creative Right is we figure out our keywords, we figure out our title, maybe we plan our thumbnail, but we record a video and we have these elements in place to help make our video as successful as possible. Well, you have the core of so many pieces of content right there. So when it comes to repurposing your content, the first thing I see when you come to using a YouTube video is the first thing that you should do is take that YouTube video and make it into a blog post. Mm -hmm. I think this is really important because any blog that has a video will outperform a video that doesn't have a video, especially if you're like using Google and like you're talking about YouTube. YouTube, obviously, it's like that double hit because you're getting the Google search and you're getting the YouTube like feed. Mm -hmm. So like Google's all about putting you up onto a higher place. And you've already done all the keyword research. You've already done all the research, like what topics are good, what keywords are being searched for and all that stuff. So it's all of the meat of that of the back end of the blog post is already in place. Now you can go about converting your video into a blog post in two different ways. One, you could just have someone on your team or maybe you take the time to do it because you like to write or whatever. And then you and then you type out what you have going on in the blog post. Or the second thing is you could do is turn to a tool like rev.com where you can pay $1.25 a minute and then they will transcribe your video for you and you get the bonus for it that you get the SRT file that you can embed into YouTube, which again helps with all of the SEO stuff. Right. But then you have this base of text copy that you can convert into paragraphs and make it more readable versus talkable. And then you have this other piece of content that's going to continue to work for you in the exact same way that your YouTube channel is. 
And what's nice with the blog post is you have the added bonus, like you're on your website, they can go learn more about services, they can get that pop-up or whatever for whatever freebie or option that you're offering, you can have ads running on it. So it adds like this really extra great layer for what you're trying to accomplish in your business and with your brand. Do you, uh, one question, have you used Otter to uh, transcribe at all? I, I have not, I've never heard of Otter. Otter is a, um, it's kind of an in-between of what you were talking about. You know, okay. Rev, you, uh, Rev is there, you know, have people do it or you can do it yourself. Kind of, Otter is in between, it's AI. You can uh -huh. literally, I'll literally play my video and it will transcribe the whole thing for you. And yeah. it's a pretty darn accurate. And then you can go through and just edit it and, and put yeah. it there. That, that can if be very If you are helpful. a person that talks clearly and not yes. too fast like That's your fair. girl does, it's really great. <laughs> I, I naturally talk really fast. Like my editor never has to speed up my videos and people rarely have to speed up my videos to consume them faster. I don't know why I just have always talked really fast. Um, and so if you, again, talk clearly and you aren't talking too fast, I think if you can use AI tools, go for it. Cause it cuts back on your time and your money for sure. Yeah. Well, one thing it does do is it does recognize different voices. So it'll say this person, that person, especially if you're interviewing, um, it's not a bad tool, but you do have to go through and edit it, which yeah. again, that's, that's up to your own. Can we uh, take a moment to appreciate the technology is yeah. like in this place right now that there are all these things to, to make things easier and, and yeah. add extra layers of complexity and value to the content that we're already creating because man, like when I discussed our YouTube back in 2017 and that something like that didn't exist. And so sure. now that we have it, it's just like, oh, yeah, yay. <laughs> absolutely. Would, would you recommend there's, there's been conversation about embedding that video yeah. on your blog, or would you use an image for them to click over to YouTube? I am of the camp and because I'm a service-based business and I, YouTube is very important for my business. Don't get me wrong. I, I obsess about analytics and watch time and fall off and subscribers like everybody else. But at the end of the day, What's most important to me is video consumption mm -hmm. versus YouTube consumption. And so I will embed my YouTube video directly into my blog because it's most important for me that people consume my content and know that Desiree is the source for having their do it for you content marketing done. And, and so then they come to me and they become a lead in that way. Because to me, as much as I love YouTube and, and, and the financial opportunities it has brought, my biggest stream of revenue for my business is our service is the services that we offer. So sure. that's always the most important thing for me. Yeah, no, that, that's good. It's, it's good to know to, you know, what, what is right for you because there is the, that debate, but if, if sending people over to YouTube isn't right for your company, then obviously you make, you make a very good point. I don't think it's about being right. I think it's about what's more important, right? right? So, you know, let's talk about the next suggestion I have for you, content marketing, and this will tie into this. And this is going sure. to be native uploading yep. to the different social networks. So you can natively upload your videos to Facebook and Instagram and to LinkedIn. Now, Instagram TV and LinkedIn have a 10 minute limit at this mm -hmm. time that we're talking about this, but you can do long form video on Facebook can be as long as you want. Again, using all the same stuff that you've already created, your thumbnails, your titles, your descriptions, your tags, hashtags, all that kind of stuff. You can use all of that on these platforms to repurpose it natively to that platform. Now, a lot of people are like, but Desiree, my watch time, but Desiree is. I'm like, look, here's the deal. 
all of these platforms do not want you to take them off of the platform. Like they don't right. want you to go to a website. And they especially don't want you to go to their like biggest competitor. Right. And, and secondly, again, this goes on to the question, what's your priority? YouTube growth, YouTube views and watch time or views on your video, right? So there's Good a very point. big difference. Again, I, I work in the service-based like business. Like that's where my expertise lies in. So for us in this niche, it's, it's view consumption. Like I want people to watch my videos because I'm trying to get them onto my list with my freebie, or I'm trying to um, get them to establish me as an expert or accomplish some other goal like views or watch time or shares and stuff like that. So when you post directly to these other platforms, you also have something. Those social networks will never be YouTube, no matter how hard they want to be, because Social media is so fast. You are lucky if you get like a 48 hour shelf life out of any piece of content, including video. Right. So why not post that video up natively onto the social networks? If you want to argue that you don't do it the day or even the first 48 hours that your YouTube video comes out, you can even delay it a week. But mm -hmm. as long as you do that native upload, it's going to help you accomplish the goal that you have in mind, which I hope would be view would be views versus YouTube views specifically. Right. You, you kind of touched on something that I know is a, is a specialty of yours and that's getting people on the email list and using email. Um, maybe expand on that. That wasn't a direction we we're gonna go, but I thought that was a good um, segue into something that I think is important for anybody who wants to use social in a positive way. Honestly, I think your email list is the foundation of everything you're doing. It's like the most important. It's like the reason we're all doing this, right? right? We're all doing this to accomplish the goal, which is to convert people into a lead. And the lead can be anything, whether you are a blogger or a lifestyle person, or if you're a service-based business, everyone, you need to have a way to communicate with people who are interested in you and what value you have to offer outside of every single platform mm -hmm. even if you're an instagrammer if you're a linkedin guru if you're a youtube master like whatever it is the email list will never go anywhere i don't know a single person that doesn't do business on email i don't know a single person that doesn't have their email open the majority of their day versus having facebook or instagram or whatever open like email is where the business the conversation the organization all of the things happen and so if someone is choosing to get on your email list because you've given them a reason to usually around like a too good to be free offer, um, like a, like a, like a freebie, like a checklist and opt-in, mm -hmm. uh, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, they want more from you and you need to give it to them. And that's why having an email newsletter, weekly touch point, like whatever you call it, yeah. like having that system in place is just going to really help you with converting what you're trying to convert. Are you, are you creating anything on, on YouTube specific? Have you ever done any pop-ups from YouTube to get an email or do you usually send them somewhere else? Or is that not even part of the plan which your, your flow or your Every final? single video I make, unless it's a sponsored video, goes to one of my email lists. Okay. So I'm always giving the call out to specific things I have. So the vast majority of the time on my channel, what I'm sending people to is my content planning worksheet. And it allows for you to easily print it off and it walks you through everything that you need to do. It's a one pager, everything you need to do to plan out your content, identify your goal, your main um, medium, where you got to put things, what's happening in your industry, hashtags, holidays, brain dump, all that kind of stuff, all on one sheet. 
and they're able to plan through it and put their stuff together. So I always talk to people because in the economy channel, I introduce myself as high in this rate. If we're going to grow your business with better social media and content marketing, take action now, hit subscribe in the bell below. And then I would say the foundation of anything that you do, insert what the theme of the video is, requires a content planning routine because it's the first thing you should be doing with everything. So I, I give the call out to go grab it and take like 15 seconds. I have a couple other things they do. Like I have one that's um, the 50 videos every business owner should make. I have um, different ones from older videos, like identifying your perfect customer, um, a live streaming checklist. Um, my biggest and most popular one is my StreamYard overlays. I have free StreamYard overlays mm. people can download to help level up their live streams so that I'm just yeah. using the standard ones. And then I show them how they edited them and stuff. So it's just giving value in those ways relevant to who you're talking to. Sure. So now that you have their their email, what are you doing with it? Are you letting them know you have a new YouTube video up, every or are you Friday, every Friday? Every Friday, my send my my send an email to my list, and I include with them the main topic of almost every email is always about like my meaty video I do for week. I tend to do my videos and just have like a tutorial and like something meaty. Mm -hmm. And so the main part is like the meaty part that's at the top, and it's the call to take them to YouTube to go watch the video. Um, and then I'll do like the other video or like an oldie, but a goodie. And then I also always share things at the bottom of my list of the email. That's like, like what I'm loving about February or what's getting me through this week, right. whatever. And it's usually things like I'm watching um, items I'm using, books I'm listening to, just like that kind of stuff. And it allows for like a more personal connection. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. There's a business element to it because I'll include like affiliate links and stuff. Sure. So it all works together. Like right now, my email that went last week though was to, prom to promote my media email and also to promote the relaunch of my book. So okay. like that is like how I use my list personally because I know not every person that watches my videos can sign up for my do it for you services or anything like that. But I do know that I can, they can help me without knowing it by watching my videos or clicking my like affiliate links in my descriptions. Now, is that the end of the, you said it's on Friday. Now, do you launch your videos on all your, on no, Friday? My videos it's just on throughout Tuesday. the week, Tuesday, yeah, so Thursday. Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Tuesday and Thursdays are my video release then on Friday. I send them to everybody. So, okay. Just let him kind of a recap of the week. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Now you, you have a podcast women of YouTube yes. and it's been around what a year and a half ish or so. Yeah, I remember when it was October, 2019 at okay. mid summit actually. So it's, it's been okay. really great. It's been a good adventure. Yeah. Tell I us about it. that. And what, what are you learning by talking to people about YouTube? What, what are some of the things that you as a podcaster, have learned and, and would like to share? Well, first and foremost, this is a passion project. I think that everyone in business needs a hobby and something that they do kind of unrelated to business as much as they can. I would do this podcast, whether I had a business or not. I love this. This is one of my favorite things because the Women of YouTube podcast exists to tell the stories of women YouTube creators to inspire other women to start and keep creating on YouTube. You know, without... There's no denying men and women are different. Like, I don't think that anyone will like say, no, that's not true. They, they are very, they're, they're different at their course, how we are biologically designed, how we're chemically functioning through things, how all of these different things work. When it comes to YouTube, I have learned over these years, especially through the podcast and the community that we've built, is that 
while we all have the same goal, men and women, to have growth and success from YouTube, how we go about it is different. And like the issues that we deal with are different. And then if anything, there's something to be said about learning from someone that understands your life and the things that you're going through. And no matter how, how great of a YouTube educator can be, or anybody else that's uh, that's a man, a man will never understood what it's like to like be a mom and be a creator. They'll never understand what it's like to be like a woman and be scared for your safety. They'll never understand what it's like to be a woman who's having self-conscious issues and body issues and worried about trolls and all these unfortunate negative things that come from just the internet existing, right? right. It's not just YouTube. And so what it's like is to have this safe place to share stories very unfiltered and allow for women to know that they're not alone and that they can, and then learn from it. So we go over a lot of things in our episodes where, and we go over like how people got started and what has been some of the fallouts and the benefits that have happened. What, what has business been like for you from being on YouTube? Like how has it grown your business and your brand? And then we go over tips and tricks and things that people can do like overlooked details and things people do, but don't do, or maybe lean into specific niches. Like I just talked with, Erica Vieira on Friday, and she's my other fellow woman YouTube podcaster. She does yep. the YouTube Power Hour. And we just talked about like how lifestyle um, YouTubers create, can I create content successfully? Because a lot of times we can get sucked into blanket solutions. And if you really look for solutions around your specific vertical or niche, you know, there's different ways to go about it. And it was truly wonderful and educational. I just got so much out of it. And that's like the selfish part of it is every single yeah. woman I get to talk to has a different perspective, a different tip, a different outlook on something that just, I find so inspiring and like motivating as a creator to keep going and apply some of the things I'm learning from them. That's right. You know, having you on the show is just same kind of a thing for me to sit here and listen to people and their experiences. And it's been a, a wonderful experience. Can you share where people can connect with you? and especially your uh, YouTube channel, but anywhere else that uh, you think uh, they could find you and find value. Yeah, this is DesireeRose.com is the best way to connect with me everywhere because you're going to get access to me, my blog, my socials, my YouTubes. I really hope you guys like Harry Potter because my <laughs> website is cluttered with references to Harry Potter. So just be ready for it. Like I say that right at the top, just be ready to Harry Potter references everywhere. And then my YouTube channel and all my social stuff is at Mrs. Desiree Rose. So I just try to keep it easy by just going to the website. <laughs> Wonderful. Desiree, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. No, thank you for having me. It was really fun. Remember, if anyone needs help with content marketing, you know where to go. Absolutely. The Two Blabs podcast is hosted at the Two Blog. Dot com.